Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, Michael Malice here. Be sure to check out my weekly podcast, You're Welcome with Michael Malice, now on Podcast One. You might know me from my terrible Twitter, my horrible books, or the nonsense I spout on podcasts like Rogan and Glenn Beck. It's all there. Are you black-pilled or white-pilled for the future of the UK? What is a man? <laughs> what is a man? What is a no? I, what is the, I, are you white pilled or black pilled? No seriousness, girl. No, no, no. I love the Jesse Lee piece of question. The fact that you discovered that gives me hope for some of the things that I've still got that are missing. Well, if you need James G. Blaine's autograph, you are welcome to it. Of course, being the co-author of How to Have Impossible Conversations makes you the perfect guest for this train wreck of a show. Uh, I, <laughs> new episodes are available every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and wherever you get your podcasts. You are welcome. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. We're going to have a great show today. We are going to talk about this new truck from Steeda uh, called the Thunder, which is a very cool sport truck. And then we're going to deep dive into supercharging with our friends at ProCharger. But before we get started, here's Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the Motorator DeAndrea here with Bill Goldberg. Hello, sir. How are you? Is that a pro charger sound I heard? That, that wasn't a pro charger sound, but we are going to be talking to the guys from Pro Charger coming up soon. I think that's a, that's a Hellcat sound. We put that in for you at the beginning when we started doing this. Oh, man, it's uh, things have been hectic. I know you and I have been running around and traveling. We've got several more weeks of of, of traveling things. Actually, um, I, you know, I, I mentioned to you a minute ago off the air that I've got to go out to Colorado in a week or so. We The Bravago CBD seltzer that we're making, we have the hard seltzer. We have the CBD seltzer, which is no alcohol, mm-hmm. no THC, but it's a really, really good product, relaxes the mind, the body. It's anti-inflammatory. I'm going out there for our first production run, but it happens to be the the weekend. So I'm going to be there during the week, and that weekend is Pike's Peak, the hill climb event. So oh god, I I'm kind of want to stay and just swing on over Friday night to the Fan Fest, which is I don't know I have never been. So it was, I don't know ten blocks long. I, I don't know twenty thirty thousand people. Um, I think Acura is a big sponsor. We're very uh, friendly with them. Those are good guys. So I'm going to try to connect up with the Acura guys, but kind of want to see some of the cars, kind of see what's going on. Uh, I don't know how much time I can stay over the weekend, but yeah, kind of looking forward to some Pikes Peak, uh, uh, you know, action out there. I would well. say if you've never taken part in it in any respect, you have to go at least witness it because those drivers are absolutely freaking crazy. Yeah, I... And the lineup of cars, all the crazy stuff that gets made for those for those events, you know, from the stock oh, yeah. level to the way, you know, the unlimited class, the over the top stuff. 
Uh, so that's going to be kind of a, exciting to go and check that out. Um, I wanted to touch, uh, uh, touch on this. I, I got an email from our friends over at Steeda. If you guys aren't familiar with Steeda, Steeda is a Mustang tuner that's been in the space for a long time. Um, you know, Kenny Brown's another name. Uh, Steve Celine is another name. Um, and what Steeda does is a, is a little bit like what Hennessy does, but Steeda's really just for the Ford market. They're, they're a blue oval company. They've been working on Mustangs for a long time and they've, they've dabbled into some of the other Ford's trucks and SUVs and things. They do have Steeda vehicles or some of their turnkey vehicles, which they've actually been doing for, for quite a long time, but they are a, a big parts manufacturer as well. All, some of the best, suspension components, racing components, drag racing components, road racing components they have. I've used a bunch of their stuff over the years. Um, they started in South Florida and where I used to live, and then they grew there, and I think they have a facility in Georgia with a track. They bought a racetrack you know, as well, so they can mm-hmm. do—they can literally just go out there and like— Hey, we got a new Mustang Mach 1. Let's hit the track, see what it does in stock form. Then let's change the tires. Let's change the springs. Let's change the sway bar and just dial it in. And they've got some fantastic drivers out there uh, that are really, really dialing these things in. So that being said, I know we've talked so much in the past year about TRX and Raptor and all these great off-road trucks and Bronco but I do miss a good sport truck, right? Kind of like my Lightning. So they came up with, because the Lightning, you know, these guys were around when the first gen Lightning like mine and the second gen came out as a cool sport truck. So they said, hey, let's have some fun with this. And they created the Ford F-150 Thunder, right? Lightning, Thunder, I get it. It's fun. But when you see it, it's a it's a badass looking truck. I mean, they've got that. They got some, you know, this isn't just a lowering kit. They've got a full suspension package on this thing. It's dropped three inches in the front, five inches in the rear. Uh, they they did the, you know, blackout badging, the Steeda, you know, Steeda graphics package and all that stuff. Um, they put 22-inch wheels. They got the big nittos on there. Uh uh, 22 by 10s, like we said, it's lowered three in the in the front, five in the back. It's got the exhaust system on it. There's a few options. You can get the custom catskin leather interior. You can get the big Willwood, you know, brakes, the big uh, TX6R brakes if you want. You can do a cowl hood and, you know, LED lighting and stuff. But the graphics package, the blacked out trim, the, the sport suspension, the wheel and tire package, all fantastic. But, of course, the kicker is the fucking five-liter Whipple Supercharger Stage 2 kit, carb legal, 50-state carb legal. You can get it in two-wheel drive or all-wheel drive trim, rear-wheel drive or all-wheel drive trim, 775 horsepower. There you go. Right? But you can get... You can get it on a standard cab, like short bed, you know, the smaller, lighter weight truck like my Lightning mm-hmm. is. I don't know, man. 775 horsepower, all-wheel drive, 50 state emissions legal. Sounds like kind of a badass. Pretty- right? What's the price? Yeah. It's, uh, 
It'll cost you a couple what's of bucks. The, what's the price? Yeah, about 34000 <laughs> 30, on top of the truck. So whatever truck trim model you want to start with, you get your truck, whatever. It's thirty four grand on it, but it's done. It's installed. It's dyno tested. It's you know it's turnkey for you, right? If you want to mm. build your own version of this, you could go to them and buy the suspension, buy the supercharger, yeah. whatever. That's their business. They have a big parts business. But uh, anyway, this is a this is kind of a badass, uh, badass truck. That uh, actually, is, I'm sorry, say that again. There's little. That actually sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, like if you if you start but, with a fully loaded truck that's sixty five thousand, the price gets up there. But if you start with you know a fairly basic truck that's forty, you know it starts to get a little bit a little bit more doable. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so speaking of uh, of supercharging, let's let's bring in the guys from from Pro Charger, uh, Ben, who's filling in for Chris. Ben's producing today. Chris is uh, still in I don't know Italy on his honeymoon. <laughs> you, yeah. say, you just throw that, throw that information. I'm just oh. saying, he better come back. He better come back soon. <laughs> uh, Ben's doing a great job. I appreciate it, Ben. So uh, the guys are pro charger here. We've been friends with these guys for, oh, man, seems like a long time now. Eric Radson, he's the director of communications. Walt Sip, he's a motorsports and technical service manager. Walt, I feel like we probably run into each other at a couple of events, but um, – it's usually Eric who like swoops in in front of the camera and says, "Talk to me when you're yeah. in my booth." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't Use think yourself. I don't think swoop in is the word. I think it's more like, "Hey, there's a camera over there. You go deal with it." <laughs> well, it could, could be uh, Pro Charger. You know, I I I'm sure. Most of the people listening to the, our show at this point is very familiar with supercharging, probably pretty familiar with Procharger, uh, one of the companies that's been around for quite some time. But for uh, for those of you not familiar, let's get into that a little bit. Let's get into a little bit about uh, Procharger's background. What is a Procharger? You know, and then, you know, a little bit of some of the differences between the Pro Charger. And by the way, say hi to Mr. Bill Goldberg up here for <laughs> as well. How you doing, gentlemen? Good. How you doing? Good, good. You know, uh, Matt, something special about this is obviously Pro Charger has been a- around a long time, uh, almost 30 years, I believe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Walt on the call is technically, I think, our second customer. Yeah, probably pretty early. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah, long, long, long before he worked here, he was actually like one of the first customers in like 1994. So, yeah. how how long have you been there, Eric? Uh, 2001. But yeah. and then so I t- I've been here twice. I, I worked here. It was a great great run, and then uh, I went off to have uh, started and sold a couple businesses. I worked for Mercedes for a while. And then uh, ProCharger was growing like a weed. I uh, happened to be talking to the CEO about something completely unrelated. And uh, he was like, hey, man, would love to have you come back. And we're in a great spot. We're growing. Everything's awesome. Got, got a great fit for you. And I think that was eight years ago or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And I can say he was 100% correct because <laughs> it's been nonstop growth since. And that makes me happy because... I like people going fast. Uh, uh, I like, you know, uh, 
there's a lot of companies out there that sell weird widgets that don't really do a lot. You know, they might take your money and you know, maybe you gain five horsepower, two horsepower. I don't really know. Um, I enjoy working for this company because man, when you spend now, granted we're a high ticket item, but when you spend that money, see to the pants, smile on your face, couldn't be bigger. Yeah. I mean, they're, when you're bolting on, you know, even our base kits, when you're bolting on 150 horsepower onto like a Ram or you're bolting on 300 horsepower to a Mustang, you're not, not feeling that. I mean, <laughs> I, it, it just I, I, makes it worth it. Makes it worth it when the money's coming it, out of your wallet. It does, man. I mean, uh, it's the gratification. It is. I mean, I know I'm again, I backstory on me. I obviously loved cars since I knew what they were. Uh, my parents told me that if I kept messing around with cars, I would never amount to anything in my life. <laughs> Worked out fine, but, <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I wanted a supercharger on my car so bad when I was in high school. And obviously, you know, in high school, if you had 200 bucks in your pocket, you were the richest man mm-hmm. in town. Uh, and I just remember looking at ads and I was like, dude, I'm gonna have a pro charger someday. That's gonna be the deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna supercharge my Mustang. So obviously I couldn't afford it. So I just kept trying to figure out how I would work there. And then I figured if I worked there, maybe I would get a deal. <laughs> yeah. So truth be told, because yeah. once I found out that they were in the same town where I live, that's how it all panned out. You know, I once I got, you know, I went to college to do mechanical engineering, and then once the Dan Jones called me from pro charger and was like, Hey, you want to work here? I was like, yep. Quitting school tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was, I was flipping through one of my old car magazines. Uh, got a few that I'd like to flip through every now and then. And, uh, in the back in some ads, I saw this little fan device that goes, uh, in the intake tract of, uh, you know, in, in my in my car in the intake tubing after the air filter and um i don't know why i need a supercharger that thing was like 29 bucks and that little oh. fan spins that little fan spins when i start driving right so uh ex- explain to me why why i need a supercharger when i like for 29 dollars, i could stick that fan which obviously works why would they be selling it if it didn't work it, it must work i i got a great story about that fan so oh. Listen, listen to this. Yeah. Way back in the day when, when those things were popular, uh, no joke, here in Kansas City, uh, a guy by the name of Mark Covey, who I still actually talk to to this day, he he has a lake house like not too far from me, and we still talk about back in the day stories. He was one of the first people to have a, a wheel dyno, like a chassis dyno mm-hmm. versus an engine dyno. Uh, and he was actually called upon for the lawsuit against those little whirly things <laughs> that you put in your air intakes. So yeah. seriously, like there was like a class action lawsuit that those things were bogus and they didn't work. And, and he actually, they rented his dyno from him and brought in all these different vehicles, this law or whatever lawyer group. And they had to do like scientific testing to prove that those things didn't do anything. <laughs> They actually, I think in almost every scenario, actually lost horsepower. Yeah. It seems like. I mean, no shocker. It's a it's a restriction. Restriction in the yeah, intake. You're just so. jamming something in the intake pad. Yeah. Uh all right. Yeah. So um anyway. 
let's uh let's get some of the uh let's get some of the 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 education stuff out of the way. Explain what pro what supercharger is versus the okay. turbo, right? We're adding horsepower. It's a bolt on uh so you can explain that. Explain the difference between the turbo, and then let's get into the difference between a pro charger and other forms of supercharging. So let, sure. let's let's start there. What is supercharging? Which is an odd term, with, right? Right. Well, no, supercharging is the best. I'm, I'm going to start with the basics and what we do at like the street level, and then I'm going to let Walt talk about how that progressed into racing. Okay. Okay. And then and then we'll like. At the very end of that, we'll come back and we'll talk about how supercharging on race cars and what we do related to de-icing Air Force One. Okay. <laughs> yes. So we'll go. I was gonna ask about that as well. Yes. All right. So okay. supercharging, what is it? So obviously when a motor, when you floor it, the throttle body goes wide open and the motor is trying to inhale air. Okay. It's trying to suck in as much air as it physically can, as efficiently as it can. Well, obviously there's always a, it can only suck in so much, right? Whatever atmospheric pressure is that day. The beauty of supercharging is, you know, we're forcing that air into the engine and we can, you know, double the amount of air or triple the amount of air, depending on how much boost we want to put into the engine. So we do that by the method of having a belt connected to the crankshaft spinning a gearbox that spins an impeller, AKA a fan. And that fan is compressing air, shoving it through an intercooler and an intercooler cools down that air charge. And then it goes into the engine. I know that probably was a terrible way to explain it, but the long and short of it is we shove air into a motor more than it normally would intake by itself. So if you imagine an engine is an air pump, it's only going to be able to do so much. So we're adding uh, some atmospheres, basically putting more air into it via the pump, uh, the supercharger actually head unit to, uh, to do what it's supposed to do. Okay. Yep. So you guys are forcing air into the engine, uh, of course, in the process, adding fuel to it, right? So yep. the more air, the more fuel. How does the supercharger, how is it different than the turbocharger? Uh, well, so they're similar in looks on the, uh, compressor side of things. However, a turbocharger works off of the heat energy from the exhaust manifolds. So you're using exhaust pressure to spin a turbine to then, uh, create airflow. Uh, there's obviously, there's some great things about turbos. There's also some bad things about turbos. Well, I'm not going to lie that they, if you have a very high compression motor, at like all modern engines these days, and you're running on pump gas fuel, then you are limited to the amount of boost you can run uh, on a turbo because you're, there's an octane limit. There's also a turbo lag. Um, obviously, a guy can run a small turbo to try to get away from lag, but then obviously they then a small turbo peters out up top. So you get the benefit down low and you lose out up top. Or if you have a big turbo, you have no down low and all of it up top. So it's kind of a, there's a lot of give and take with that. Um, but they do compress air, they cool it down, shove it into the motor, same as us. Um, the other downside about a turbo is it's not easy to just bolt on. 
you're not doing it in a weekend. It's usually more of like a week long <laughs> process. Or if you're fabricating something that could be months long process, you know, you usually got to bust out a welder if you're doing it on a race car. Um, the nice thing about a supercharger and why I love what we do and our, our engineers and our tech guys are great is that we can send you a box and you can bolt on a supercharger in a weekend or maybe, maybe even a day. I mean, if you're doing a truck, it's you and a buddy in about five to six hours and you're going to bolt on, I mean, what, a 150 horsepower minimum, right, Walt? Yeah. Minimum. That's one of the big benefits of, you know, in these, at least in this case, and, you know, aftermarket force induction, which is what, what we're doing, you know, doesn't matter the type of supercharger or the force induction device, turbo or whatever, we're all trying to put air in the, the benefits. Some of the biggest benefits are that ours are a complete kit. You know, when you're, when you're looking at something like this and you buy something, as Eric mentioned, you are literally getting a box full parts ready to go on the, on the vehicle. So in this case, like you mentioned on a truck, we can present it with tuning with any fuel system upgrades you might need and so on. So you don't have to go here for this, there for that, so on. You don't even necessarily have to even see a dyno. We've already got everything done, mapped out, ready to go. You flash the tune in your truck and you're back on the road. Yeah, that right. is bang for the buck, ease of installation. You know, back, I will say back in the day in 1995, um, you know, the Fox Body Mustang days and all that, you know, performance was a little different. You kind of went to like a speed shop and maybe it didn't run so good afterwards, but you didn't care. It was fast. <laughs> yeah. And all that. Well, man, in 2022 times have changed. I, I can walk down to a Ford dealership, buy myself a Mach one tomorrow. I could call pro charger order a supercharger kit. A box is going to show up in about seven to 10 days. Bolt all that. Actually, my girlfriend, no lie. My girlfriend just put a supercharger kit on her car herself. Never has done it before in her life. Has never bolted anything on really in her life. She read every instruction line, line by line. And did the whole install start to finish. Yeah. Where were you when this um, was happening? <laughs> uh, I took some pictures. I took some pictures. Yeah. I'll send you some pictures. Was sitting I in a lawn chair drinking a beer is what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The whip and... I was actually uh, working on my, my truck on the uh, next door. So, yeah. you know, but the, the point being is any, any person on planet earth, whether it's, I mean, any person, I mean, I could give one of our kits to my dad, give him a, one of those little box of tools that, you know, you put in your trunk, the little gray yeah, yeah. or whatever. And my dad could get through, do an install himself, you know, and, and be proud about it. Crack a beer. Let's go smoke some tires. Cause that's really all he cares about. Yeah. You know, smoke the tires, tires first, then, then crack he, the beer, then Eric. Then he'll crack the beer. <laughs> after, so, yes. yeah. All right. So but, uh, uh, the turbochargers are driven off of the exhaust, which we've talked about many times before. The superchargers belt driven. But the type of supercharger you guys have. So it seems like so many cars today are new. Uh we're seeing less naturally aspirated. We're seeing some turbo cars. Well, we're seeing more uh, supercharged cars. Uh, you know, so many things coming out of out of out of Ford is is all EcoBoost turbo. So many things coming from Dodge. Everything Hellcat is is supercharged, and uh, you know, GT five hundred. Uh, 
quite a few things, but what we typically see is this twin screw supercharger, right? We're seeing this thing on top of the engine and there's an intercooler tucked underneath it and it's an air to water system, but that's not what the Pro Charger looks like. For those of you guys not familiar with Pro Charger, um, and we'll, we'll get into the more nerdy stuff in a second, but for, I'm just uh, touching on the, the, the easy stuff now. So if you're not familiar with, with what Pro Charger is. So what is a Pro Charger? What type of supercharger is that? Uh, we are a centrifugal supercharger. So we have a gearbox, a high-speed gearbox that takes the crankshaft speed and you know multiplies it. So you have your belt pulley ratio, and then there's a gearbox that adds either 5 to 1 or 5.4 to 1 on top of that. So our superchargers operate anywhere from, I don't know, 40,000 RPM probably on the lower side to 75,000 RPM. So depending on the trim of the impeller and stuff. Yeah, it mounts it mounts on the front of the engine kind of like an accessory would. So it's yep. either going to follow the factory belt line or it's going to have its own belt depending on what type of kit you get um, to, to run the supercharger itself. So it, and, it basically and, mounts up there, which would look like an alternator or an AC compressor. Yeah. And it kind of looks sure. like a turbo that's has a pulley on it and it's driven off of off of the engine. But why why the centrifugal supercharger over the twin screw supercharger and then why are all the OEs doing twin screw i got a perfect one for that okay, okay. so <laughs> everything kind of comes in cycles right i mean it it does i mean through the 80s we had uh, you know dodge and i think GM, they kind of dibble dabbled around with some turbos on some stuff you had the svo mustangs and then they all kind of dropped off and went away you know, other than like the Buick Grand National, it kind of like disappeared, right? And then you had, um, you had like the 0304 Cobras that came out, right? And everybody mm-hmm. loved those things with the roots pullers. You had Mercedes with their E55, wonderful car, great, you know, supercharged car. Everybody still to this day loves that car, you know. Um, but they all fought the same problem heat. They're super fun until they get hot and then they're kind of boring, right? And then you had the uprising of the EcoBoosts. And the turbos, um, and it's all marketing. It's a good, you know, they they are uh, neat. But if anybody's driven one, you got this in Russia torque, and then it just fades, right? Um, so then they had to come up with ten-speed transmissions to kind of keep that feeling where you're just shift and shift and shift. But as you can see, Dodge love them to death. Dodge started going back to the blower. They did blowers. I mean, nothing really beats a supercharger with that throttle down, see the Mm -hmm. pants, you're ripping. And then look, look what Ford did with the GT500. Could have been turbos, supercharged. Um, The simple reason that the OEs usually go with a top-mounted supercharger isn't because of performance. It's usually packaging. It's a, it's a easy one. If it's just sitting on top of the motor, if they're designing an entire motor, it is easy for them to package it right there. Um, it would be awesome to see some factory centrifugal cars. And I have a feeling you might start seeing them sooner rather than later. Uh, Kawasaki, right? Well, did the, their, their super bike is centrifugally supercharged and that thing is bad. Mm -hmm. What's that darn thing called it? H2. H2. I mean, brutally fast and efficient little motorcycle with very linear throttle control, 
you know, uh, that's what a lot of people love about the centrifugal is it, it feels like you took a big engine and made it bigger. Yeah. So 0%, 0% throttle, zero, hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's now just epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess part of it is that nobody would really argue that let's say a root supercharger is more efficient than a turbo, right? So what we did was with a centrifugal style supercharger is that you've got the efficiency of what a turbocharger would have, but that instant power of what a supercharger, a, a typical roots type supercharger is going to have. So you've really married best of both worlds in the fact that you've got all the efficiency, but you also got the instant power too. Um, and as, and as you know, Eric mentioned the stuff with packaging, yeah, they're, um, they are nice in the sense that it's uh, they can pretty much drop it on. And as you mentioned, the intercooler usually is tucked underneath. They have a heat exchanger somewhere they can, they can add in. It's typically smaller. With ours, obviously, that's why it's a lot more work because we're taking something that the factory has designed and then trying to come after it and redesign what we need in order to, to fit it for, for what needs are. But, you know, one of the things that Eric mentioned about factory superchargers and you were alluding to with, uh, you know, let's say, uh, you know, Corvette Z06, you know, C7 uh, or Z01 Camaro, the kit that we make that actually removes the factory supercharger and adds centrifugal to, we can actually run same boost level on that car, just to give you, for example, of kind of apples to apples comparison, we can take a Z06 with our supercharger where we provide you an intake manifold to, to take off your factory supercharger, do our air-to-air intercooler and centrifugal supercharger instead. Same boost level usually pick up about 120, 125 horsepower without doing anything else. Same, same boost, same everything. Basically take that stuff off, put ours on, and... You know, the other part, too, when we're starting talking about heat with the with the factory style or a roots type supercharger, even if it's aftermarket, is that, yeah, you, you'll get some good seat of the pants feel. But once they get warm, you know, let's say you were doing three stoplight pulls. You know, the first stoplight, you're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're on it. We're rocking. Second, when you're like, man, didn't feel quite as fast. I wonder if I was spinning the tires. By the third one, you're like, where did all my power go? You know, the, the, the beauty of a centrifugal is that you're going to do that. You're going to get that seat of the pants the first stop by pull, but you're going to feel the same thing. Second, third, same way if it's on the dyno. So whatever power number you're making, you're going to see that a lot more consistently than you would see with like a, you know, typical roots type type supercharger from the factory. It's, it's truly, there's two things I want to touch on the, the rise of the centrifugal supercharger is kind of blowing up right now. And it's been two reasons. One, the engineers here have done a really, really good job of, perfect because of machining uh, technologies that are now available uh, SolidWorks and modeling and all that the impellers we make today are light years better than they were 20 years ago yeah I mean no different I mean the engines the OEMs make today are light years than they were mm-hmm. better than they were 20 years ago right so the centrifugal supercharger in itself is better today. But the thing that has really made it impressive, thanks to the OEMs, is the six-speed, seven-speed, eight-speed, and 10-speed transmissions. Now, you might not think that that has anything to do with it, but let's, I'm going to use, for example, the C8 kit. I was just on the dyno uh, two days ago with it. Our peak torque number on a C8 Corvette is at 6,200 RPM. Peak torque. And that's what you feel, right? Yeah. Torque. Well, when you have seven gears to shift through on that car, guess when once you floor it, guess where it sits in the RPM? But from about 
5,800 to 6,400. Well, we make peak torque right there. Yeah. We don't make peak torque at 2,500 RPM, which is great because in a C8 or any modern vehicle with a new style transmission, you're never at 2,500. It doesn't exist unless you're just cruising down the highway. Right. All yeah. you, that's it. As soon as you tip into the throttle, I mean, especially, I mean, I know you guys are kind of Ford guys a little bit. I mean, if you've driven anything. <laughs> Uh, he's probably a Dodge guy. He could be a Dodge guy. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Dodge. <laughs> Dodge has got that eight-speed. Yeah, that trans rocks, rocks. Beautiful transmission, and but no difference. So is the ten-speed on the Ford side. Beautiful transmission. When you take a centrifugal supercharger and pair it with one of those transmissions, rocket ship. I mean, and that's kind of what Walt was getting at. You you can take a factory supercharged car, put a centrifugal on it, go boost for boost, and we will always, for the most part, dominate it in horsepower. Yeah. And, and then and then nobody leaves our stuff at stock boost. They're like, well, <laughs> yeah. 10 pounds was good. Let's stuff 15 in it. And if it's a Z06, they're like, let's put 20, 25 in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's what I'm saying. I think you're going to see more people now that these multi-speed transmissions exist start looking back and being like, hey, man, these centrifugal superchargers are pretty dope. It's just, you know, in 1996, everything only had four gears. Right. Right. And and in 1996 and 93 and 95 and, and 92 and, you know, when uh, when we were driving our, our Mustangs, uh, those engines were only... 5200 rpm to begin with right so you know trying to get any rpm out of a centrifugal supercharger or any supercharger turbo for that matter like we're we're already wheezing you know at 52 5300 rpm before we start having to hog out the heads and change the cams and you know change valve springs and and all kinds of stuff all right so i want to get into the c8 for just uh in a second but um, yes. Okay. So for Dodge guys, for example, Bill's got a handful of Hellcats and TRXs and, oh. and stuff. Why, why would he, or why should he take one of his vehicles and swap it from the factory supercharger to a centrifugal pro charger? So on one of his Hellcats. Yeah. We have we have not done a Hellcat okay. swap. We have been asked, oh my god, yeah, hundreds of times. And truly, the only reason we have not was we didn't. We just happened. We haven't bought one ourselves as a company. And that's what usually what we like to do is like buy the car. That way, we're messing with our own cars. <laughs> we're not bringing someone's in here. Um, and truthfully, we make blur kits for all the other Dodges. And we are so busy with all yeah. the other, we do them for the V6 challengers and chargers. We do them for the five, seven challengers and chargers, the six fours, the Rams, the Jeeps, basically every other Dodge other than a Hellcat yeah. we supercharge. And well, like, was the other thing too, is that, you know, maybe not a, not, maybe not from the swap angle, but let's say somebody who, was considering a Hellcat versus a regular six four SRT or Scat Pack car. You can you can get a SRT or Scat Pack car at one of our blower kits and make 
uh, at or a little above what one of those cars can do power wise. So a lot of times it's their buying decision, you know, whether they couldn't get it, whatever the, whatever the reason why they didn't buy Hellcat to begin with. There are, you know, a couple other technical issues, you know, with the Hellcats versus ours, you know, they're, when we did the factory blower swap on the uh, LT um, Corvette and Camaros, they kept similar design characteristics on those engine platforms. So it was fairly simple for us to make an intake manifold for it. With Dodge, you know, sometimes they get a little tricky with some of the, the engine configurations and they don't make it quite as easy. So for us, if we had, if we could make an intake manifold that fit on a Hellcat and it also fit on a 6.4 and it also fit on a 5.7, well, then it starts to make more sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Hellcat, they're, they're super cool cars, but there's not nearly as many of those as there are 6.4 or 5.7s running around. So, you know, from our standpoint, yeah, we would love to be able to do it. And maybe we will some at point, yeah. um, you know, now that more aftermarket companies are making intake manifolds for them to do other types of conversions, then, yeah, that's pretty much right in our wheelhouse, right in our sweet spot. I will say, I, I do know of two guys, just so you know, out on the internet that are currently swapping that they're just doing it themselves. Um, they, they're going to a centrifugal and they're, I think they got fabbed up intake manifolds uh, because they do racing classes with them. But Again, I, I will. I I, I, won't, I won't lie. The Hellcat, great car. Mm-hmm. The blower that's on it is a very good blower. Yeah. Air cooler system is very. Dodge did a wonderful job with that car. So when they've done such a good job, it makes it a little bit harder for us to shine, right? Yeah. The, the Corvette and the Camaro and the CTSV, the supercharger was a little small. Let's be honest, it was undersized from the factory didn't have as big of a heat exchanger system, et cetera, et cetera. So when we would swap them, the gap was significant. Right. It makes it worth the price more. So swapping the Hellcat supercharger, you can get something out of it, but is it worth the the price? But listen, you know, it's for the high end. It's for the high end guys too. You know, I mean, a Hellcat makes such good power already. Once you get to a certain point with a Hellcat, you're like, okay, how much more can you really do? So then that's, that's where we want. We want that top end. You're out of it. You can't do any more with your factory blower or the thing you've upgraded to. Well, great. Do we have something for you? So when we get to that, it's going to be next level. Well, it's it's truly the Hellcats in the beginning. Remember, not a lot of people modified them. They came out. They were pretty fast. You just enjoyed it. And then there was like, you know, you do a pulley or exhaust. And nowadays, you know, finally, it took a while for the aftermarket community to embrace them and now cam swaps you got i mean some guys are twin turboing them mm-hmm. etc cetera, etc cetera. It, it now that everybody is taking those cars and turning them into the hot rods they truly are um i'm about to sneeze it's uh, that now we're getting to the point where we can shine where it's like hey look you can only spend that factory blower so much i mean i, I want to I'm not like the a genius when it comes to Hellcat, but I want to say like 900 wheel, I think it can squeak out a thousand. But then after that, like you're really jeopardizing the long, that blower's done, right? Yeah. So the guys that have been reaching out to us are the guys that want to do a centrifugal and they, they're the thousand plus horsepower guys. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where we will shine. We'll, we'll be able mm-hmm. to give them something for the guys that want to make 1200 wheel, 1300 yeah. wheel. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. You know? Bill, your 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 TRX, yeah, your your TRX is, is stock supercharger, you know, tuned and and turned up a little bit. And and Eric's right, you're getting somewhere around 900 or so out of that. And 
but on your on your big car to get beyond a thousand plus, you you did do a, a twin turbo fully built engine, got a parachute cool. in the back. What'd you end up making on that fifteen? Fifteen forty to the tires, I think it was. Yeah. So nice. it's up there. A little bit. Nice. It's a little crazy. It's up you there. Know, and, and and Mario Mario and I uh, at Gearhead, you know, have have spoken about you guys, the Pro Charger guys, for a long time. Yeah. Um, and you know, we've got another TRX coming down the pipe. It should be here in about a week. I'm uh, seriously considering twin turboing it, but uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that <sighs> not bang for the buck. But I'm just looking for as much horsepower as humanly possible and making it fairly reliable. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're all horsepower so, junkies over here, so. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but listen, uh, well, say, Bill, Bill someday, and I. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Eric. I was just going to say, someday I would imagine we will round out the Dodge platform and eventually make like a bracket that bolts right on and and is ready to rock for guys that have the Hellcat motor sure. platform and want to make big power right they're gonna haven't got to it yet. they're pretty yeah. much going to need like a built motor app you know for that anyway so intend to justify the cost yeah. they're already making a big investment to it but you know like you're talking about all of the naturally aspirated engines bill and i a couple of years back uh we got to drag race a couple of uh challenger 1320s and yeah in, in pomona and as fun as that was you're right grab a 1320 you know, drive it for a while, get used to it, and then maybe procharge it. And, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, we, we do an amazing job at helping someone fall in love with their car again. Like, say you bought that 1320 and you've had it two, three years. And I mean, Grant, again, kick butt car. Yeah. I can't wait to have uh, a charger wide body. I can't wait to have one. I think they're a fantastic <laughs> car. I got a kid, so, you know, I got to have that back seat. Um, I want a, you know, a 6.4 powered one wide body. And I, I would imagine, you know, after you get a little bored with it, call us. We'll give you a blower kit. You bolt it on, load the tune. You're going to fall in love with the car again. She's going to make like 600 wheel. And I got to be honest, for something you drive every single day on pump gas, 600 wheel is like perfection. Yeah. Obviously, obviously maybe not for... <laughs> somebody that's got a 900 horsepower trx i get it <laughs> it's perfection of a normal human being but i'm not normal yeah, yeah. But, uh, but the 600 wheel horsepower mark is like you know you can drive drive that every day pump gas is solid you got your drag radials out back maybe you know it's just a great power number you know you're never going to break a transmission you're never really going to break a rear end that's you know that's a great thing. You are correct there for sure. We we talk about cars, you know, cars that get modified, you know, um, like what Singer does with Porsche and things like that. And it's, we always talk about Adam, especially uh, when we do the show with Adam Crowley, talks about having a good jumping off point, right? You got to if you start with something that's cool and like you said, is durable and strong and makes sense. Having that good jumping off point really can make the difference. So. Talk about C8 Corvette. I watched some of your videos on this, um, your presentation of the development of this kit, what you guys have been doing on the dyno. And you're right, you know, the transmission in that thing, it's all paddle shift. You're paying out gears. And it looks like just such a good jumping off point, taking a C8 Corvette and packaging 
a pro charger on it seems to be the coolest thing out there right now. Well, I'll be honest. I don't know. Walt's probably going to roll his eyes. I didn't know if we were going to be able to do it. When we first saw the car, I was like, this is a packaging nightmare. Yeah. Um, But I will say, I mean, you've obviously, if you've seen the pictures and the videos, uh, the engineers did a fantastic job of building that drive system that transfers the power back. You know, the the supercharger is actually mounted above the transmission. Um, And then the intercooler is obviously on top of the engines, air to water, huge intercooler. I mean, we went crazy. We wanted no... No heat soak. No, no, we weren't even going to go down that road. Um, So I, I don't... I don't know off the top of my head what that intercooler will support, but I'm going to go with probably three times the power level we're, or at least twice the power level we're putting into it. Um, and I'll, I'll say this. Uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised because here in a little bit that we will be announcing, but we, we will be shipping like the stage two kits pretty soon. And then, I mean, the power levels are more than the Z06 by a landslide that will be coming out. So you can buy a C8, buy our blower kit and have a very, very fast car. And Walt, Walt is our in-house road racing expert. And one of the things we did when we were developing that car was no joke. We spent a ton of time on the road course, you know, with the Mustang kits, we do do that, but that's not like the staple Mm -hmm. with the C8. We're like, people are going to track these things. They're going to live in a hot area, a hot climate. They're going to want to beat on this thing when it's 100 degrees outside. Thankfully, we live in Kansas where it's 100. We took that thing to road courses all over the U.S. Uh, to find very, very hot days. And, man, I'm telling you, that, that car does perform. Walt's probably got too much time behind the wheel on the road course. <laughs> I'm bored with it now. Well, you know, the big thing with those cars is that, you know, kind of where the some of the you know, older Corvettes might've fallen short. You know, they've done a really good job trying to make the chassis better, the brakes better and so on to be able to live a little bit longer, uh, spend a little more time on the course. You know, if you're doing like a track day and you've got, you know, a 15, 20, 30 minute session, most of the time after a couple of those sessions, if you had stock brakes and stock brake fluid, you know, you were probably on your way home after two or three sessions. Um, we, you know, one of the things that we really tried to work hard on was make sure that you weren't pulling off early because your car was heat soaked. You know, that's the, you know, some of the, if you think back to C7 days and guys started tracking in their Z06s, you know, that's one of the biggest complaints they had is that, yeah, the car is great, except that, it, you know, it's literally on fire, you know, after mm-hmm. I've done 10 minutes in it. Um, you know, so obviously we didn't want that. You know, we, we don't, we don't want that experience for our customers. And, you know, the nice part is, is that with all this stuff that we've talked about, you know, a centrifugal supercharger for a road course, for instance, I mean, the power delivery and everything that you want, you can steer the car with the rear. If you want, you can make it, you know, steer get into a corner just the way it should. You can pretty much do whatever you want to with it. And it's, and it's really, really good. And, uh, you know, yeah, the, the, the guys didn't, you know, didn't stop with the, uh, engineering big brain work when they put it all together. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I daily drive one of our C8s here. And I mean, I can say that it's been fantastic to have a blower kit that has been on a car that's been road raced. We have three, we have three company C8s. All of these cars have been beat on. All of these cars have been on the road course, I think, right? All the blue car, 
Has Blue Car been on a road course? Blue Car has been on a road course this year, no. So two of, the, two of the three have been beat on and beat on and beat on and beat on. And there's been no, no like hot limp modes, no, no shenanigans. I mean, literally, you just, Walt gets to go out there and get bored driving a thing on the road course. Like, did you get enough pictures? Do we have enough video? I don't, how long do I have to be doing this? Yeah. What's, so, uh, what's the, what does it cost for, uh, for the C8 Pro Charger kit? Well, so depending on what options you get, obviously all the kits, you can get all kinds of fancy things to add to them, but a kit's going to start around uh, 13, five roughly uh, to get into that kit. But you can also add things like uh, finish options. We have blower options. You can do, if you've got carbon fiber options, we've got some carbon fiber stuff that you can add to it. So, you know, you can, you can really dress it up if you want, uh, but but yeah, you can get it about 13.5 is going to get you around, you know, 150 horsepower gain, you know, on, on one of those cars. You know, for, for a car that you can pick up in, you know, in the low 60s, you can get it with the good suspension package, about 80 grand. You add about 13 and a half grand to it. And look, you could do that or you can, you can, you can try to get on the list for a Z06. You can try to avoid a dealer markup on a Z06. And if you've already got a C8 and, and you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, by the way, the, the pricing and the dealer markups is, you know, on cars is, is another issue. One that we tackle quite often. We have thoughts (laughs) on that. I I, I see Bill rolling his eyes. Uh, But uh, yeah, you know, and, and as you pointed out with, with, the Dodge that the 1320, maybe you're in your C8 already for a year, year and a half, you know, and yep. you start thinking, Hey, uh, maybe, maybe now's the time uh, to, to turn it up a little bit. Well, let's think about it like this. I know 13,000 is a big number. Don't get me wrong. That's a big number to anybody. Right. If you were, if you had a C8 and you thought, Hey, I'm going to go get myself a Z06. We know that car you're going to pay like 130 grand for it. Let's just be honest. That's what yeah. you're going to pay. Yeah. So here in Kansas, that sales tax, you would light on fire buying that Z06, or you could just buy a supercharger kit for your C8 that you're already on. Yeah. So I'm just saying that it's, it's really about the same amount. <laughs> We're just trying to add value. You're, you know, just treat yeah, yeah, yeah. some money. <laughs> you, you could either buy that Z06 and just light the money on fire and give it to the state. Or you can just buy a supercharger kit and give yourself like 200 some horsepower. So, <laughs> right on. Um, yeah. All right. We're going to be running out of time. I got two two more quick questions for you. First of all, tell us about your uh, your Air Force One story real quick. Oh, man. Uh, wow. That, I don't know how we could do that quick. Uh, so, <laughs> Explain so how, charger, how, how are we using pro chargers to de-ice uh, a, an airplane? Pro Charger is very good at moving air and gets better every year at it. Um, so while we are building cool race car stuff on one side, we have an industrial side called Innovair that is helping people move air, save the planet, and do all this other fun stuff on that side. I know that sounds silly, but de-icing aircraft used to be a terrible operation. You basically dumped a bunch of antifreeze on an airplane, which is terrible for the environment. You waited for it to melt. And then you flew the aircraft. So uh, we, I think at this point in time, de-ice almost every aircraft on planet Earth, except for Russia. I think they handle that themselves. But <laughs> other than that, almost every airplane on planet Earth 
getting DI somehow has a procharger involved. And we do that through companies that build de-icing equipment. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they spray a little bit of antifreeze on the front of the wing, get that to start to melt. And then they turn on the supercharger that's blowing like 300 mile an hour air across that wing face and physically is forcing the snow and ice off of the wing surfaces. So if you're ever in Chicago or any other airport and you see the guy riding around on a little boom truck, the icing, chances are there's either a pro charger up in that cab or down in the truck. Depends on the company that made so, it. Like a so, fire hose, right? It's kind of like, yep. you know, like a exactly fire hose, right. but it's it's air and he's, he's just blowing all of the ice off of, yep. is it, is the air coming out of it a little bit warmer because it's compressed? Is it a little bit warmer air? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So the, the impellers are actually trimmed to move a certain amount of air, make a certain amount of pressure and make a certain amount of heat actually. Uh, Cause there's no intercooler happening. It's you're, you're compressing air and forcing it against something. So it is hot air. Um, so yeah, it doesn't matter if it's you're flying on a normal commercial airliner, air force one, all the B one bombers, all these things are, are involved with uh, our industrial side. Same with the F-35, the strike fighter, beautiful piece of aircraft equipment. Um, all of those airplanes have a ground support cart that gets built with them. Uh, and those also have a pro charger on them. Uh, and what it does is helps force air into the airplane, cools the avionics, keeps the cabin under a pressure all the time, keeps the sand and debris out of it. So pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's a but, smart smart use of it, yeah. But before we go, I brought Walt on here because I wanted him to be able to talk about our racing success. And it's hopefully I have enough time to wrap that up. But uh, Walt, what can you say about pro chargers and racing? Well, we win a lot. Uh, <laughs> I know we're short on, you know, as <laughs> we're getting closer. We win a lot. But, uh, yeah, last year um, – you know, obviously it was a very dominant season racing in a lot of different organizations, but overall 200 and I think 208 wins that we know about, um, across all the different stuff that we do, we won championships in NHRA and a lot of different other organizations and, in, in uh, pro modified. One of the things that we've really been working hard on, as Eric mentioned, you know, not only with our street stuff, but also with our racing stuff is, uh, you know, higher efficiency designs, bigger models, new cool stuff. Um, you know, we've come out with quite a few new racing models over the last handful of years, and that's really pushed our, um, pushed the ceiling up for what a centrifugal is able to do. You know, we're, we're pretty far ahead of all of our competitors in regards to, uh, centrifugal power numbers, but, you know, we have supercharger models now that'll support, you know, 36, 3,700 horsepower. Um, you know, so, so <laughs> definitely big numbers on that. You know, we were the first, First, doesn't matter what type of force induction we're talking about. We were the first to go 340s on a radial tire uh, in the eighth mile. Um, you know, so you know now we've got two guys have done it. Nobody else has done it. So pretty, pretty impressive what we've uh, what we've done. 75 wins already this year. Um, so just just really dominant racing seasons. But you know the the nice part is is not everybody's running a pro mod, right? So that's just reality. A lot of the guys are running, you know, their modified street cars, but what we've done with the efficiency on our race side is also obviously trickled down to, to street applications as well. You know, P1X is one of our newer um, supercharger models for the street stuff, which is an option pretty much for all of our new street kits. Uh, we have folks with P1X street blowers that are 
knocking on the door of seven seconds, 170 plus mile an hour and a quarter, you know, people going four eighties in the eighth mile with this, with literally a street blower. I mean, something that you could, if, if they were to, if they were to suck a rag into that street blower, they could walk out to the guy's Chevy truck sitting in the parking lot and pull it off, put it on the race car and then go back to running, you know, eight, eight O's. So mm-hmm. pretty, pretty impressive stuff for sure. Well, right on. I, uh, I appreciate it. Um, I would say this, if you guys are interested in it, um, in any of this stuff, uh, go to procharger.com, but really give these guys a call. There are so many products that these guys have sort of secretly not on the website. <laughs> There's just so many variations of things. You're like, tell them, you know, this is the car I have. This is what I have, but I wanted emissions legal. What do you have for warranty, for big boost, tuner packages, turnkey packages, uh, incredible sales team, incredible technical support over there. I've been on the phone many times with all of them. <laughs> so, uh, I do appreciate that. Uh, so before you just, uh, surf around on the website and and kind of get a feel for what it is that they do. Before you decide, give them a call and run through what what your ideas are. Chances are they've they've got some input on it. And it seems like everybody over there that works there has done some sort of custom project, whether it be the Coyote Swapped Lightning, which I saw I'm a big fan of. Um you got a number of things. There's a there's a super secret uh of Ford pulley kit that I'm waiting for <laughs> that I've got no information on yet, Eric. <laughs> I know, I know. We, we've been waiting for it, but but I do want to double up on what you said. Please call us. Our, we, we did just come out with a new website, so hopefully uh, a lot less stuff will be hidden, and we got a lot of good information on there, but man, drop us a call because we got so many good dudes in the sales department and the tech department and they're all enthusiasts, they're racers, they're car builders, and they can, you know, a lot of people, they don't have great customer service. I'm sorry. You you can't get someone on the phone and talk to them. It's all web-based, you know, where we still have an amazing staff of car people that want to talk about your project and help get your project going, finished, better, whatever. So I, I absolutely look, I, we've come up with some wacky ideas on custom projects and I know you guys pulled old, like photocopies, archives of manuals from 25 years ago and photos of a car that was built 30 years ago and send it to me and said, I think somebody's done that before. Or we have a customer that's done something kind of like that before. And all of that information is helpful, especially as we're trying to tweak around with, with some custom stuff. So appreciate it guys. Um, Bill, what are you thinking? Uh, you got any, uh, any thoughts for these guys? I'm just waiting for them to come out with that kit, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You're, you're waiting for the Bronco kit, aren't you? He's Hell gonna, no. Uh, no, because he, no, 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 no. His, no, uh, no, gave uh, any uh, engine enhancements by any stretch of imagination until he gets to be, I don't know, 21. So we got yeah. a couple years. To, well, Gage uh, just turned 16 and he's driving the Bronco. So we're going to. We're going to wait. Let's let him put 500 miles on that goddamn thing for a second (laughs) before we start, uh, you know, doing something else to that thing. Uh, But, yes, it's a good thought. Do not let uh, Gage listen to this episode. 
but uh, yeah, so I guys, I appreciate it. Uh, the website's ProCharger.com. All links to their social media and stuff is up there as well. You know, we've talked to these guys a handful of times over the years at the SEMA show. Um, it's been uh, one of our go-to stops. So, uh, you know, congratulations. You guys are killing it out there. I um, love what you guys are doing. I love the innovation. It doesn't seem like... You know, on the outside, on the skin, it doesn't look like the, you know, the, the Pro Charger really is, has a kind of the same shape. But really, when you dig into it, um, what's going on on the inside of those things, how that's advanced over the years, how efficient these things have become, and how much power and, you guys are making. And everything we do is right here in the heartland of the USA. I'm talking, it, if we make it in-house. We use American companies for where we get our metal, our rubber our clamps, our bolts, I mean, everything, everything done here, our castings, actually our castings, I think are from California or something or like that. That's and, not necessarily the United States. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but any, I know, I know, I know. I wasn't going to, I was going to not mention that, but we do actually, we do, we do have an office now in California because like you mentioned, yeah. EOs, and yeah. carb certification, big deal to us. We made a huge, yeah. huge investment in this. So yeah. Most most all of our streetcar and truck applications are EO, Jeeps, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. We're about to wrap up the Toyotas for the Forerunners and Tacomas getting our EO certification. So, but again, made in the USA, everything we do. When we have the flag on the shoulders of our shirts, we're not kidding. I mean, we're dedicated. Man. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, guys, so we're going to wrap things up. If you like the show Ozark, that's a true story about Eric Ratson. So I'll just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's the real-life Marty Bird, just saying. But it's possible. I don't know for sure, but it's possible. All of his social media possible. posts are him out on the lake, and I never see him at, at his desk at Pro Charger, except for today. <laughs> Walt, Walt's yeah. probably want, Walt's like, yeah, he's never at his desk. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. never no, at that, his desk. What you see behind him is actually a screenshot of what his desk looks like. Uh, he, just a background. Yeah, somebody, somebody else probably moved in there. It probably hasn't even been in there anymore. It's a cardboard cutout yeah. of Eric yeah. sitting there. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Again, ProCharger.com is the website. And until next week, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent.